0: And so it, it's awareness, you guys. It's just awareness. Just being honest with yourself on this is where I'm at and this is where I want to go and not lying to yourself. Okay, if you want to go, how bad do you want to get here? Do you, is, is it like, yeah, I'll get there as long as I don't have to do anything. Okay, fine. Well, that's probably not going to happen. All right. She's like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I gave her an offer and she came into my program. Okay. And then from there, we started on the journey of her starting to get there. So can you tell them one big kind of hiccup that you had when you started, when it came to your job?
1: If you've ever asked yourself how to stop trading all of your time for money, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to The Wealth Code Secrets, where I'll be teaching you how to access the wealth code by creating solutions and value in today's ever-changing world so you can create unlimited wealth and fulfillment in all aspects of your lives. Thanks for joining me, now on to the show. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Todd. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Uh, Today is an interview. It's an interview that I'm extremely excited about. I will
0: tell you the backstory behind this in a second. But I would like to uh, welcome Christina Hansen to the podcast. Christina, thank you for being on.
2: Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting.
0: Okay, well, all right. So let's let's dive into this here. I'm going to quickly give you guys a backstory, and then I want to get into Christina's uh, story because I think it's a story that will inspire you. So Christina was at an event this past weekend and we were talking she's one of my clients she's been a client of mine for I guess the last 9 10 months and uh, and she was like you know one day I'm going to be on your podcast but I want to wait until you know like like I really blow up and stuff like that. I was like oh okay. I was like I'll see I'm going to put you on the podcast this week. And so I think she she kind of like what in the world? And I think she thought I was going to forget, uh, but I didn't. And I told my assistant, please reach out to her and let's get her on the podcast today. So uh, so here you are. You're here. <laughs> Is that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, let's, let's talk about your story. And I think this will be great for so many different people, because uh, I think that there's a lot of people out there, Christina, that they know something needs to change in their life. They're not happy with their situation as a healthcare professional, but they feel like it's too late. Now, Christina might look like she's 21, but she's actually been a therapist for how many years? 16 years now. 16 years. So can you give us a little backstory on your your journey as a physical therapist up until this year?
2: So I began uh, my journey as a PT from the route of being a personal trainer and feeling like I didn't have enough tools to actually really help people. And I always wanted to go into a job where, one, I wasn't sitting at a desk all day. And two, I was providing service to people. And so that led me to PT. Uh, When I graduated from PT school, um my husband likes to joke that if I watch a movie about ninjas I want to become a ninja. And I'm just a really I don't know excited passionate person like I love life I love lots of things. Um so that's what's great about PT like you can you can find something, love it, pivot and do something different. And I feel like I have done a lot of things as a PT. So my first job out of school was working in an inpatient neuro rehab facility in a trauma one hospital. Loved it. It was an educational institute. It was great. I was making salaried a year. Mm -hmm. And I was the one who actually brought the salary up. So this was back in 2006. And PTs that were working uh, one or two years out beyond me, prior to me, were making $45,000 a year. And I was like, I can't work for less than $50,000. Like that was my basement number. And then I was working for a few months, loved the job. It was great. Learning a ton. Um, And my brother's friend was working as a bartender making more money than me. And I was like, what in the world? This doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And then I saw these travelers starting to come into the hospital. And I was like, wait a minute, they're paying for their housing. They're getting to go to these really cool places. And then a series of events happened. And my now husband, we were living together, not married. Um, Maybe that's too much information. But anyway, we um, decided, let's do this. Let's sell our house. Let's become a travel, I'll become a travel PT. And he followed along. And I did that for three years and I ended up following him along for his grad school. And it was amazing. And it was an awesome journey to be able to work in inpatient, acute care, wound care, aquatic care, all of it. And then for five years, we lived in a rural town in New Mexico um, for loan repayment for my husband. Again, like all the ways that you can work in the traditional model and try to find different ways to make a little bit more money. And at that point, I was working at a job and trying to get loan repayment and kept getting denied it in the state of New Mexico. And they were having a really hard time hiring and finding PTs to work there. And so as the supervisor, I was like, well, let's develop a loan repayment program. So we developed a loan repayment program and I directly benefited from it. So there's always different ways that I was trying to make money, but I didn't really ever feel like owning a business that wasn't ever in my realm. My whole goal in life, even when I went into PT school, they asked me, you know, where do you see yourself personally? professionally and geographically in 10 years. And I was like, you know, I want to be able to take care of myself. I didn't want to be reliant on any other person. That was my goal. And and I felt like getting to be a PT was my ticket to do that. And I was very content-ish, except not content with how we were getting paid. Um, And then we decided to move back to Utah and uh, I had a potential supervisor, a job that I was interviewing for say, what do you really, really want to do? cause I'd essentially been a generalist. You could just drop me in any setting. I could plop in, see people loved it. It was no big deal. And I was like, well, I really want to be a pelvic health PT. And that for me was that moment of a call to action. And I've been like following people on social media and being like, oh, this is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I just dove in headfirst. And that was about five years ago and have just been deeply passionate about really wanting every person, but woman in particular, to know that they can have answers for their problems, and they don't have to live with the issues that they're struggling with. And then along the way, I stumbled into concussion and dysautonomia, but we can talk about that at another time if you want. Mm -hmm. Again, the ninja mentality, like, oh, you need help there? Sure, let's do that.
0: Well, let me ask you this. So that took you really from the beginning to year 16, really. And, And it sounds to me like you were able to take advantage of one of the perks of being a PT. And one of the cool things about being a PT, or at least I felt like this was the case being a you know clinician, is that there's so many different avenues that you can go into, right? So whether it was, you talked about wound care when you were doing home health, you talked about working in the acute setting, working in a neurotrauma center, uh, doing this, doing that, home health, all these different things. From a From a monetary standpoint, what do you feel like being a generalist got you? Did it get you to the point where you could have true time freedom, and true financial freedom.
2: Nothing I've ever done prior to meeting you has ever given me time or financial freedom.
0: Yeah, and and I think I think this is really important for people to understand. That's part of what I love about PT. I love the fact that today I could do outpatient and I could work in an outpatient clinic and tomorrow... I was able to basically work privately with people on the professional tennis tour. I love the fact that I could go and I could do home health if I wanted to change up my work schedule and my hours. And then if I just felt like I wanted to just be around, I, I love being around old people. So if I want to be around, I could be at a sniff or I could work at an ALF. I think that's a really cool thing. And I think they, they set us up to be a generalist. Where it really didn't probably didn't take you that long a period of time to say wait wait okay I kind of remember this I kind of remember talk yeah I remember spot of lamb okay I remember li-. and they set you up that way but you guys here's the reality the reality is that there's life and the reality is that this past year we've had such a rise in the cost of goods Christina you have children correct yes and how many kids do you have two you have two kids and. Uh, Are you getting some stipend every single month from like some angel to take (laughs) care of your kids and, and make sure like, like, like guys, this is life. This is life. And here we are talking to a 16 year therapist that has, that's really a Jackie. I'm going to call her Jackie. Okay. A Jackie of all trades. Okay. And really good at a lot of things, but it never helped her from a financial standpoint, get to the level that she wants to get to, because she's human and she has a family and she wants to take care of herself and she wants freedom. And, and, and that's really it. So um, I just think there's a lot of people, Christina, that are where you're at. Now, I also want to say this. I don't think that she's just a generalist. Uh, can you tell them a little bit about what recently you were able to accomplish in getting your stuff published and stuff like that? You can go into that.
2: Yeah. So um, I think everybody did something a little bit different during COVID. And I've been working uh, as part of the concussion team. So I have two passions, concussion care with dysautonomia and pelvic floor. And I've been doing that for the last five years. And what we were noticing with our patients that have sustained concussions is that their nervous system and regulating their nervous system was really But uh, fundamental and foundational in their true recovery, and they would get better a lot faster as soon as we addressed that. And so what we did is we essentially took what we were doing in uh, our clinic and did a retrospective study on it. And then this year, finally, it takes a really long time to get research published, but we were able to get our research published. And now you can actually read it and see what we did. Having said that, it's now two years old, and we actually do things different than what we were doing in the research. We've done even better. Um, but it's really cool to be able to take something and see that you can get better and better outcomes. So that's what we've been working on the past couple of years.
0: Yeah. I mean, congratulations for that. And I think you also know that you've been able to help me through my recovery that I had with COVID and all types of dysautonomia stuff and whatnot. So listen, y'all, the reason why I had to bring that up is because she knows her stuff. Like she knows her ish, and she's not just a. I when I say generalist, I don't want it to come across as though she's average. That's up. She is. She has in the, in the nicest way I can say this, and I said this the other way. She's like like really good, like psycho type of good. You know what I mean? Like she is an obsessive personality that if she's going to do something, she wants to be graded. So let's call her a great generalist, great at a lot of things but here's the problem. The problem is that she is still a generalist. So now let's fast forward to this year. So tell me, as you went into this year, and I think you came into my world in late January, what were you feeling prior to that time before you took me up on one of my offers?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I I was reflecting on that earlier today and I think I was at the stage of being comfortably uncomfortable. So in the last, um, three ish years, I have taken over 20 courses. I think you summed it up well, like, I don't want to just do it. I want to do it the best that I can. I want to serve people. It's like, oh, now I know this, well, I need to know this now. And I want to know more and more and more to be able to serve better. And my job was like, well, that's great. Good job for taking those courses. I'm spending literally thousands of dollars. And I'm making the same amount, getting the same raise as my coworkers who are doing the absolute bare minimum on their continuing education. And for me, it wasn't even about continuing education. It was about I wanted to grow. He's like, well, you're just doing it for yourself. You're doing it so you can be a better PT. And it's like, well, but I'm doing it so I can be a better PT for this organization. And the organization didn't really care. And then I was um, involved with growing both of those service lines. So I was on both of those committees. And then I was told, That's taking up too much of your time. We need you to spend your time basically just being productive and bringing in revenue, which I understand from a business standpoint. But a little piece of me inside died because Mm. I need more than just to treat people. That for me wasn't enough anymore. And and then it was just sort of this aha moment of, oh, I am a skilled factory worker. And that is all Mm. that I am. And and like you had talked about, I'm that lowest level. I was the implementer. But had you not brought that up, I just didn't realize it. Um, right. And so I wanted more. I wanted more for myself. I wanted to be able to give my patients more, um, in the capacity that I wanted to give it to them.
0: Wow. Uh, I, I I hope I hope that has resonated with many of you that are listening. Many of you that are listening are the 20, 25, 30 year clinician, and everything she just said, just hit you in the gut. It hits you in the fields. And, um, and you feel like you are a glorified, skilled factory worker. Uh, and, and I get it. Um, I, but I also want you to know, and I hope by doing this podcast, you realize that it's not just you. It's not just your boss. It's not just your company. This is how we all felt. Uh, And it really does stink when you're putting so much of your time, your effort, your energy into becoming really great at your craft and you're not being rewarded for it. And I always say that it's really awesome when you can be in a situation where your life actually gets better when you get better, but that's not always the case. That's not always the case. It depends on what things you were doing. So that's how you felt. You had been feeling that kind of brewing up inside of you. And then you decided to take the leap. And it was around it was January. And then you came into my world and you took me up on, you know, like an entry-level offer. And then we went into the raise your income challenge. Right. And so do you remember the raise your income challenge? And do you remember that call that me and you had? Do you remember yeah. anything, you know, from it? Okay. Why don't you go ahead and whatever you remember, or any thoughts you have from there.
2: Um, I mean, at that point, I was so inspired by the Raise Your Income Challenge that it was like, how could I not have a one-on-one conversation with you? And again, I feel like the conversation I had with you was this call to action, that you were going to bridge that gap from where I was, which is being a clinician, having essentially no business sense to getting to where I wanted to go um, in the shortest and fastest time. And it was like, how can I not do this?
0: Right. Right. You know, one of the things that uh, I actually got asked this question yesterday, Christina, and it was like, all right, great. Okay. I, I have like, I'm a newbie. I have absolutely like nothing going for me. This I hear this all the time. Where do I start? And I'm like, well, you got to start with the ABCs. They're like, Well, I know the alphabet already. I'm not, no, 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 not, not those ABCs. I'm talking about the ABCs, GTs, ABCs, and that is awareness that builds skills and then create value. And I think what happened for you in the Raise Your Income Challenge is that there was awareness. You just said it. There was awareness of this is where I'm at right now, but this is where I want to be. And I remember that conversation that we had. So guys, during the Raise Your Income Challenge, I actually give you the opportunity to be able to do So only time I do it in a year where you can have private calls with me. And so Christine was one of the people that took me up on those that private call. And I remember her telling me, this is where I want to be, or this is where I'm at right now. But this is where I want to be. I want to have two clinics. I want to be able to help people with these two things. And we said we're she was gonna start with public health, right? And she was very clear and she just she just—I don't know. She just has like the personality. She she has it. She just has the it factor. And I was like, "Look, man, I I, t- I told her there's a lot of things that I ain't, but one thing I am is I'm a really good scout. I'm a really good scout of knowing who's got the, the 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 thing and who doesn't, right? And so I was like, "Well, you got it. I mean, if you're willing to work hard, you're willing to change your mindset, and you're willing to do some different things, then yeah, you can get it. And so it, it's awareness, you guys. It's just awareness. It's just being honest with yourself. on I mean, this is where I'm at." And this is where I want to go. And not lying to yourself. Okay, if you want to go, how bad do you want to get here? here? Is, is it like, yeah, I'll get there as long as I don't have to do anything. Okay, fine. Well, that's probably not going to happen. All right. She's like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I gave her an offer and she came into my program. Okay. And then from there, we started on the journey of her starting to get there. So can you tell them one big kind of hiccup that you had when you started, when it came to your job?
2: Um, I'm not sure which hiccup you're referring to, but one leaving it.
0: (laughs) Yes, leaving it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was still working my job until the end of May. Um, And so really, I just have started my own business from the beginning of June. So it took a couple months to overcome that fear of, can I really do this? Do I really have what it takes? Why is somebody going to come see me versus out of network versus coming to see me in the clinic? um so yeah overcoming my own mindset getting out of yeah. my own way
0: so how did you do that because has anybody seen you
2: yet <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> okay they have okay all right okay and, and by the way I mean do
2: you mind me asking what do you charge uh, I charge 200 dollars a session and they're okay. about an hour okay
0: and and you never used to have to deal with that when you're working at place you're working at before right okay <laughs> and and now we're changing that again right we're changing yes. that again okay yes, okay. Are. <laughs> okay so 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 it's interesting because i think you said to me like how long did it take for you to replace your your monthly income at the hospital or at the place you're working at
2: within one month
0: within one month one month wow. um you guys here's the deal the deal is is that the opportunity is available to every single one of you it is okay And by the way, Christina's has not, you you haven't opened up the two clinics yet, have you?
2: No, I mean, I have two locations, but I wouldn't, yeah.
0: Okay, you guys, here's the deal. The deal is, is that she actually started on her business technically in May. We're doing this podcast in October. She told me that in a year, she wanted to have like her dream situation be able to have two locations. She already technically has it, but she hasn't grown to what she really wants. Okay. What she really wants. But my point is this we live in a day and time to where it doesn't have to take you a gajillion years for these things to happen. But here's the deal the deal is that you're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to do some work between the ears. You're going to have to do some work when it comes to your personal development. You're going to have to adopt a different set of, um, of, of values that is different than what you learned in school. And whenever you decide to step into that, things are going to change and things will change fast. Like, would you like to talk about that a little bit more since you just went through it?
2: Uh, You know, if you would have met me a year ago, I feel like in some ways I was a dramatically different person. This was never a vision that I had for myself. Uh, and, and I think, I think I've heard this either from you or from a podcast. I don't remember where, but becoming a business owner is the best way to do personal development. And it really is between your ears, everything. It really is so much mindset. And just when you think you've overcome one, then you, you know, it's, it is, it's great personal development.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So it's been June, July, August, September. Okay. So let's just say it's five months. Give me uh, one to two of your biggest lessons that you've learned in this big personal development program called "Going Out on Your Own." For it, give me one or two lessons that you've learned that you want to share with the audience.
2: Um. So, oh, that's a good question. That's such a good question. I think so. At first, I was scared to talk to people. I'm still a little bit scared to talk to doctors. But then I had to get out of my own way and be like, "This isn't. I'm not selling me. I'm selling my message. And my message is that I want every woman to have access to this." Level of care and I don't want them to have these problems anymore. And so for me, speaking in front of groups to do workshops, getting out of my own way and being like, this isn't, they're not looking at me. They're 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 wanting the information. Um, that really helped me get over myself. Um, that was huge to overcome. Um and I think getting over the scarcity mindset that I've grown up with. And I'm Mm. still not a hundred percent there. Um, you know, he talked about free people, cheap people, premium people. And in some ways I would say I'm a premium person. In some ways I would say I'm a cheap person. And the that that scarcity, it's just so ridiculous. I I'm still working on getting over it. It's getting better, but it's yeah. it's hard when you've been brought up with that.
0: I you know, here, Dima, I'm gonna bring them into our conversation a little bit that we had on Sunday about this. Uh, I, I I think that there's certain things that we all have to decide because I'm cheap with certain things. There's certain things that I don't mind for free, but then there are certain things in my life that are I'm definitely premium. Uh, when it comes to self-development and personal development, I spend a lot of money because I believe it's a really, really, really good investment. Uh, I have invested in stocks. I've invested in mutual funds. I've invested in IRAs. I've invested in real estate. I've also invested in myself and my business. And there's never been a better return on my money than me investing in myself and in business. So, if that's the case, that's not something I could skimp on. So, I'm premium with that. But I'm not premium when it comes to like, like buying butterfingers you know what i mean like, like like if like
1: if 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 there's candy at the dollar store and there's candy at Neiman Marcus because like you know th- you've got these stores these department stores where they actually have candy there and the candy there is the same candy that you can get at the dollar store for a
0: $1, dollar or dollar 25 now since they changed it, the dollar store but then over there you get it for 350 or you could go to the boutique candy shop and it's $4 for the same piece of candy. Well, I'm gonna buy it over here at the dollar store because candy's not a premium to me. Do you see what I'm saying, right? So so it's just understanding that, wait a minute, like for me, my health is a big deal because when my health is bad, it's a train wreck. It screws up everything. It shuts off everything for me, right? But there are certain things that I can be cheap with. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that per se. I just think you just have to know like, what is it that you want to be premium with? And what do you want to be cheap with? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah that, that conversation we had on Sunday was actually really helpful for me to, yeah. to see that and be like, okay, I'm more okay with recognizing, yeah, where I want to put my money. And I think putting your money into yourself and into your, which is your health and in your mindset. Right, um, right, right. Because if you don't have your health, what do you have? You can't what do, do, do you all have? the other
0: things exactly. you want to do. Exactly, exactly. I mean, all, like all it took when, earlier this year, when I was in a hospital, it's like, everything shuts down. It's like, okay, you got no business, you got nothing, okay, might die. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's like, I have to put everything I possibly can in my health. So yes, I will invest lots of money into whatever I need to do to optimize my health. And when I'm good, because I am the owner operator of the business, right? And so I'm the pilot of the rocket ship. I'm the pilot of the plane. And if the pilot is not good, the plane is going down. Right? So, 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 so that's something I need to be premium with, but I don't need to be premium with the pretzels. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. You know, whatever. So anyways, okay. Um, that's fantastic. All right. Give me a painful lesson so far. A low day.
2: A low day. Um, so I think we talked about this on one of our calls, like a month ago, I had 15 patients booked for the week and I was super excited. I was like, okay, it's going to like 15, 16, like one of my best weeks. And I kid you not, I had, like, I don't know, a third of them cancel. Like one got in a car accident, one had COVID, one kid was sick. And I was like, oh my gosh, my whole livelihood is dependent on these people, um, coming right. in. And they all had really great reasons for not coming in, but it still sucked. But then it's funny, like, even though their reasons were so valid inside, it really messed with my confidence. Your confidence, yeah. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I feel so fragile. Like, how can I be this fragile and be like, am I really, can I really do this? Um, So really, anytime I get multiple people cancel, (laughs) it shakes me up.
0: It shakes up. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you for being real with that. I, you know, I really appreciate that. Um, by the way, this is the reason why I like when you guys go to solutions base, because we don't have to worry about, <laughs> don't have to worry about, it. we don't go through exactly. those highs and lows anymore. Trust me, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I remember when people used to cancel on me and you get those crazy cancel days and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst physical therapist on planet earth. And then you have those days and then, you know, it's just ups and downs, the roller coaster. So you want to try to level that stuff out. And also, um, I just noticed that when people are committed and people commit with their pocket, all of a sudden the little thing that you'd cancel on, ah, no, it's okay. I'm going, or you already know that the only person you're hurting is yourself. You're not hurting me. So it makes, it just changes everything. It is so good. So anyways, we're working on that. You guys, we're going to do that on part two of the podcast. Okay. Um, (laughs) any final pieces of advice i don't know just any final takeaways you'd like to give there's a lot of people listening that literally are in your shoes uh earlier this year just imagine where you were in january this year uh anything you'd like to tell them especially we're going into the raise your income challenge so you know
2: yeah i mean honestly i think everybody should do the raise your income challenge to see where where they're missing because if you don't know how can you make an informed decision i knew that i didn't know anything about business and i was actively looking for somebody to help me with that um and can i just say a little side note i was specifically looking for a woman because i felt so burned by the male leadership that i had and um you're amazing so (laughs) you won me over, over over uh, some other females um i hadn't met kelly yet so no, i love kelly kelly's amazing but yeah. like some other females that i had I had some conversations with they were amazing but you just really clicked with me so i think um invest in yourself i mean i know you mm-hmm. already said that but if you really want more for your life and you are burnt out and you are tired and you want to leave healthcare, honestly i was if if this whole business thing doesn't work, I'm going to go into real estate. Like that's where I was at a year ago. <laughs> wow. Like I was wow. contemplating that because it was just like, I don't, I love helping people, but I'm so, I'm so burnt out on it.
0: Right, right. Okay. Um, do you mind if I just ask you a follow-up with that just with regards to me and you? So, so this is interesting because Christina said that she was, and rightfully so, she was looking for uh, a, a female. And then here you go, you have this guy, this crazy dude. And he's jumping up all over the place, da-da-da-da-da, and we clicked. What, what clicked for you? Like, what was it?
2: You deliver the message in a very clear, compelling way. It just, okay. you, 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 you speak to me in a way that you speak, I want to listen. You are my Pied Piper. Whatever you say, I'm following. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that's not a very yeah. that's not a very, no, no, very no 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 no
0: no 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 i'm 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 going somewhere with this. I think this is really important. It's important because because um in the Bible it says my sheep will hear my voice. And you know, you might have had your thing like, hey, like I want to work with this or I want to work with da-da-da-da-da. But you guys, this is why it's so important for you all to just speak your truth. And speak your message. When I started, I need to tell you this because you don't know this. Okay. So when I started, SSPT Smart Success PT is what it was called initially, and I started that in 2016. The way that I was trained, remember now, I wasn't in the online world. I was a consultant for private practices from 2009 to 2015. Um, I was speaking at PPS, CSM, you know, all those different things. When I started. People told me, you have to have this avatar and you have to actually know this is who you're going after. Name the person. And the person that I was going after was a 30-year-old male. Now, I tell you that because I just continue to speak who I am. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I think I like, I love boy bands. I I don't know. I just love boy bands. I like, I just look, this is who I am. I like, I'm a guy. I've got a lot of white friends. I've got a lot of black friends. You know, I, I, I just love people. I, it's just, it's just, it's, this is who I am. And as I have spoken my truth, I'm I'm telling you this, Christina, for this reason and for all of you listening to the podcast. I feel like I'm doing a personal coaching call now. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I'm telling you that because my first ever launch of Smart Success PT. I actually got one person on the actual launch. Okay. I got one person initially. And then after that, um, over the next two months, I got another nine. Okay. I got another nine people. So I had 10 and they were all men. Can I tell you today what my numbers are today? love to hear it. Today. I have 73% women. And so I tell you all that because. If you will, all I have done is just speak who I am. And they will find you. They will know that you are for them. Just like how Kelly knew I was for her. Just like how her people know they are for her. Just speak who you are. And that's why I'm saying for you. If you just continue to speak who you are, And just be, just be Christine, just be the Christina that I've met now three times in person, three times. If you're that person, I just know that there are so many people that are waiting for you to show up exactly how you are. That's it. I don't know if it's gonna be dudes. I don't know if, look, I don't know if she's gonna do, well, I don't know if the husband like that, but I don't know if she's gonna do a pelvic health stuff on dudes. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that if she speaks who she is, I just know that you are a magnet. Like you are a magnet. You have, that, you have that magnetic
1: thing. It's just, I can't explain it. I just know I got it because people tell me I got it. I, I know certain people have it. We'll, we'll just, I don't even want to call out names because, because I don't want
0: to be why do you call out my name? But what I am saying, since I'm on this podcast, she's got it, y'all. She has it. So I just need you to just have the courage and to have the faith to just speak. And speak so that they can hear you and that once they hear you, they'll know, ooh, that's my lady. That's my lady. So anyways, um, thank you so much for being on a podcast. I appreciate you so much.
2: Great. Thank you so much. This was awesome. This was really fun. There you go. Is this your first podcast, by the way? Is this your first one? It's not. It's actually my third, but this was the most relaxed I've ever been on a podcast. Oh, well, well, look at that.
1: Well, look at that. Well, look at that. Well, look at that. Well, um, you guys, listen. As you're listening to this,
0: if this resonated with you in any way, or if there's someone that you know that um, that you think would resonate with uh, Christina's story, can you share this one out? Can can you just just do the little copy link, share it, text it to your friend, put it on Instagram, uh, let people hear this one because I I think this is this is much more powerful than even me coming on and doing a podcast. So thank you so much for being on. Listen, guys, if you haven't signed up for the Raise Your Income Challenge yet, raiseyourincomechallenge.com. I highly recommend for you to do this. It is is as little as a dollar for crying out loud, y'all. Just get into the challenge. Listen, all it takes is for one thing to shift your perspective. And that's how you change your life. You change your life by changing your perspective. All right. Love you guys. Till next time.
1: i